Blue. <laughs> Let's leave that in. Oh, my word. Let's just leave it in, just like that. So here we are. We're yeah. all in the same room together. Awkward for start. For the very first time, um, three podcast hosts in Absolutely. the same room. Exactly. And brothers. Brothers. Yes. The three brothers. The, the three the French brothers. brothers. Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd go around the room and introduce her. Uh, Introducers, yes. Introduce ourselves, uh, I think is the word I'm looking for. Introduction ourselves. And uh, let's start with the youngest. So we'll go to uh, Nathan. Yes. So I am Nathan French. I am the host of the Noteworthy with Nathan French podcast. I'm 32 years old. I am a youth pastor, and uh, I am the youngest brother in the episode today. And how old are you? I'm 32. Did you say that already? I did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, good. We'll be in the oldest, you know, memory loss. That's yeah, true. Exactly right. It is true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Number two. What you got? Number two. So I am Jonathan French. I am the host of Whatever with Jonathan French, which is an amazing podcast. It's almost a year old. <laughs> yes. Uh, I am a real estate agent. I have three kids. And I am also a custom clother, but more importantly, I am the cooler of these three brothers. So, also a bass player. And yeah, I'm a bass player. Phenom- so, phenomenal musician. Which musician. Nathan yeah. left out his. I know. I feel bad. Accolades. I he didn't throw well, any of that. You didn't say. I also. I also didn't. Rachel. I didn't mention my family at all. Which, but but anybody listening to, to this podcast today, um, maybe I could just just say this before Ryan jumps in. Today is a collaborative episode where we are all going to be releasing this interview on each other's podcast. So, of course, if you're listening on mine, you're listening to Noteworthy. But if you are listening to the Noteworthy podcast, I need you to go listen to Whatever with Jonathan French and also Apostolic Voice with Ryan French because there's going to be lots of episodes on their podcast that you will not be able to hear on this podcast. So be sure to go subscribe to those other shows to be blessed by their content, which brought us to today. Well, and not just that, but there's episodes on Nathan's podcast. You can only get there. So that's right. Yeah. So make sure you go check uh, all of the various <laughs> French Brothers podcasts out. Yes. Uh, there's probably like 300 episodes oh between the three of us. So yeah. And, you know, I was listening to our podcast all three of them this morning while I was driving my kids to school. And um, by the way, I love my family. I'm the only one who is mentioning this so far, but I have two beautiful children. John mentioned his kids. (laughs) I said I have three kids. (laughs) And uh, my amazing wife, Taylor, whom I love dearly, and Talmadge and Julia. Julia is 16. Talmadge is is 14. Right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Julia? Yeah, 14. Yeah, Julia's 16, so she's about to get her driver's license. Heavens help us. She's, uh, doing, uh, she's doing the driver's ed right now, which, by the way, she's doing it on a, an iPhone app. That's ridiculous. Wow. That's how you can do driver's ed now. That I had to go sit doesn't make any sense. in a three-month class for like three hours a week. Do they do, they do the, uh, the driving physical driving test with an instructor? No. No. Uh-uh. No. Then it's not driver's ed. So, so, so real quick, Ryan, just make sure that the listeners know your age, what you do, 
And your podcast, where can we find that? Yeah, so I'm the oldest brother. I'm 40 years old. Oh, my. I know. And I was telling someone the other day, uh, I feel like like a car at 100,000 miles. You know, like I still have a lot of life and, and vitality and all of that, but all the little stuff's breaking down. But your value's greatly decreased. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's right. I'm Practically kidding. worthless, <laughs> but still chugging along. <laughs> That's great. There's a ripped interior uh, yeah. there. Yeah, everything's everyone's everything's kind it's of so bruised and broken. Yeah. Uh and uh, and I am the host of Apostolic Voice, the podcast, as well as Apostolic Voice the blog, which you can read yes. for those that still read. At yeah. RyanAFrench.com. Yeah. The been, only blogger in the room. The only blogger in the room, and that blog has been going for 15 years now, which is hard to believe. Oh, my word. I think. Gracious. Something like that. Anyway, don't, 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 don't take my word on that. But over 10 years. <laughs> I'm going to fact, <laughs> fact check that right now. It's a lot of years. So We only ask one thing on this podcast. <clears throat> Do not check any facts yeah. of anything that we say in, during this everything interview. everything you hear One thing value. you can always be sure of is I will be <laughs> honest and tell you if I'm not sure. Uh, so so uh, do I check that out. And uh, I'm also the associate pastor at our church, Apostolic Tabernacle, here in Jonesboro, Georgia, on the south side of Atlanta. Absolutely love, love our church. And... Uh, Excited to be hanging out with you yeah. guys today. It's going to be a lot of fun. This has been a long time yeah, in the making. This is great. I have always wanted to do this. Um, the Noteworthy Podcast uh, turns five, five years old um, in November. Wow. And uh, so this is this is a really cool kind of five-year marker. I've always wanted to get both of you on... <laughs> The podcast at the same time, exactly the same time, and uh, so thank you guys for, for let, doing this. Let me today. just say one more random weird thought. As I was listening to our podcasts, um, I was thinking about the differences, you know, between just our personalities in general, and then how that shows up in our podcasts. And I was thinking, and and tell me if if y'all have thought of it this way, like Nathan's podcast, incredibly uplifting. And positive. It's incur always encouraging, always uplifting. Jonathan's podcast, always interesting, mm -hmm. yeah. always a unique, sometimes that's why it's called whatever, like a random, like a hum heard around the world. I'm like, you stuff, never know what stuff you're gonna, you've yeah, never yeah, even never heard know of that makes be. you scratch your head. You never know. And uh, and then my podcast is just like dead serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dead serious. <laughs> That's funny. That's not so, yeah. not entirely. Yeah, it's but, so good though. Brian's uh, like, "Why should I pray if God knows? <laughs> right, is, right. is hell real? <laughs> That's my podcast. Is Dante's yeah. seventh layer right. of hell real? <laughs> and I'm like, that hey, kind of is our personalities. We, literally we kind in of reach all personalities between the three. That's us. that's right. And uh, I I think that that's that's amazing. Um, one thing that I I wanted us to dive into today, we have. Um, so through this interview today, I, I don't really know how long this is going to go. We're just, we never get to do this. So this might be an hour. It might be 40 minutes. We might be here all night. It might be a seven hour this episode. This might be us ordering dinner. Yes, yeah. so it could happen. Um, but we do have a couple things we want to do in the episode. Just to, as if you're listening in, 
We're about 10 minutes in right now. A few things you can look forward to. We're going to be doing some 90s trivia at the end of the episode because uh, we'll talk about that. But a lot of our childhood memories are in the early 90s. (laughs) And I know Ryan and John are 80s kids. I'm a 90s kid. Um, But we're going to be doing that. And uh, also... One thing I wanted to dive into, we're going to have some Instagram questions that you guys submitted through the Noteworthy Instagram page. Cool. And uh, so we're going to try to answer a few of those. Um, But I wanted to kind of kick things off topic-wise about being PKs, preacher's kids. Mm. And so, you know, of course, the three of us here, three brothers, we were raised in a... Uh, pastor's home, a preacher's home, and now in this stage of life, we all uh, go to our father's church. Our dad is currently our pastor at this moment in life. Now, there was a season in life where it it wasn't like that when dad was evangelizing, and we were kind of all over the place. Jonathan lived in North Carolina, and we we, we were just kind of all over the place for the season, but Thank God over the last 12, 13 years, we've been able to all be at this incredible church, Apostolic Tabernacle. Shout out to our people here at Apostolic Tabernacle. Amen. You changed our lives forever. Best and we're, church in the world. We're so yep. grateful for it. And so uh, church. the the interests that I was getting from people when they said, hey, if you're going to do an interview with your brothers, I want you to talk about um, being PKs. And so maybe you Good. guys could jump in. And let's talk about what are the pros and cons of being preacher's kids. Okay. And uh, maybe uh, pass it to John first. Oh, okay. Maybe John could take this. We'll start in the middle. Okay. Well, Work our way around it. Well, so, you know, I've had this conversation with people a few different times. And growing up PK, it's it's weird because like some people think, oh well, you know, you've grown up your whole life just always sheltered from things, and and you know that that may be true, but when you're sheltered from something that you don't know is there, you know, you don't really miss out on it. Like I, I kind of I had so I had a conversation about um, the other day. I was asking someone that had a peanut allergy. Oh man, you must miss PB and J and all this stuff. And he's like, man, I've never had it. So I've had no desire for it. So, wow. <laughs> um, and it got me thinking, you know, kind of in the same vein, like we've grown up PKs where we were very protected from things. Thank God. So I've never grown up thinking like, Oh, I've missed out on something or something I did have. Now I don't have, you know, like I, it's been, it's been interesting. Cause, um, you know, you also grow up with immense expectations on your behavior right. and your conduct, right. which I think is always the hardest part is everyone looks at you to be the best kid in the room all the time. And if you're not, you're scrutinized harder for it than you would be otherwise. Or sometimes it's the opposite. There's a stereotype that preacher's kids are the worst kids. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um Rotten, spoiled preacher's kids. And and so sometimes it'll, there'll be the expectation that a preacher's kids are going to be brats, yeah. even if they're great kids. You right. Know? right. I don't feel like I ever experienced that. John, I'm interrupting you, so you interrupt me back if, if, you, if you want to. No, you're good. I don't feel like I was... Uh, I never felt like people thought I was a brat, um, but I, I did watch... Earlier in my son's life, 
in his early toddler years. And it's not been like this for probably 12 years now, but I, I, I remember seeing people that had that stereotype ingrained in them and they, they treated him as though he was a brat, even though he wasn't a brat because they assumed that he would be because he was a preacher's oh, kid. Wow. Right. That, that grieved me for, for my, my son. But actually, I say that, but he's, he's had an incredible, I, I think, a church that loves him and, and has uplifted him. Not all preacher's kids have, yeah. have that, that story. I will tell you, I've got to do a, um, <laughs> I've got to do a shameless plug for my, my podcast and, and my blog, because I've, I've written an article called Four Problems Preacher's Kids Face, and then my son and I actually did an entire podcast yeah, on yeah, this. That was and, good. And uh, it's that. episode twenty six. It's a lot of fun. Talmadge awesome. joins me. That's it was awesome. Before he, it's before his voice changed and all that. Now, yeah. Now he sounds like that's a, so cool. Now he sounds like a grown man. So yeah. It's, it's fun. For and me. It's, it's an interesting season for for me too because now my kids are preachers' kids. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is yeah. such a you know and and for John and I, like our kids, our church is always been their church they right. don't know anything else yeah and uh, you guys could weigh on in on this but when you've moved around a lot as a kid that is so special to me as a dad that my kids have like their church like they're they're gonna remember um later we're gonna talk about the some of the differences between church now and back then but this is gonna be their stomping grounds. You know what I mean? Like that's, right. that's where I got the Holy ghost, mm -hmm. you know, that baptismal up this, we're actually recording in the church right now, just for yes. the listeners. Um, you know, that's where I was baptized in Jesus name. They're going to have those stories here in this, in this building. And so I I'm thankful for that. I think that, um, one way I've often described being a preacher's kid, um, first of all, it, it really is, it really is a great, blessing and privilege to be a preacher's kid. And secondly, I would say it is life in the fishbowl. That's kind of how I try to tell people that, um, and it, it's not the only uh, life like that. I know there's other lives like that, but um, when you're a preacher's kid, everybody is always watching you. Mm -hmm. And that can either, I think, I think that's why, Ryan, there's that hard line. Like they're either, they either think you're a brat or they think you're a demon or they think you're an angel mm -hmm. because I think the, the fishbowl that it puts you in makes or breaks you. Mm -hmm. You either let it say uh, it, that, that visibility, that vulnerability of the fishbowl will do two things. It will either say, well, everybody's watching me and they're judging me. So I'm just going to be all the things they assume I would be. I'm going to be terrible. I'm going to get even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or you say, what a great, weight and awesome responsibility to have the privilege of people to look to me and and you can take that and be a good steward of that and uh, I think the two of you have done awesome with that throughout your life and so I think life in the fishbowl it it either makes you or breaks you and then thankful thankfully for us um I feel like the Lord has really helped us and we're blessed cuz we have you know great parents and that that makes all the difference yeah, as we well. Do. Right. You know, I could we could go on and on. I, I mentioned a couple things real quick that I think you can both relate to. One is I definitely struggled early on as a young man when I first started feeling a call to preach. And then I, I struggled even in my adulthood with 
the com- being compared mm-hmm. to my father's ministry. Right. And so if you don't know who our dad is, he's Dr. Talmadge French. He's uh, uh, one of the great theologians and apostolic historians in the world and um, has preached and traveled all around the world and taught the oneness message uh, literally around the globe and uh, is considered a genius. He is a genius. And um, I have my associates. <laughs> I got my real estate. License. So I've, I've told this story many times, but and, and every preacher's kid has a story like this. It, it may not be exactly this, but they have something similar. I remember being I think I was probably 11 years old and someone came up to me and they were like, do you speak Greek and Hebrew like your dad? Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at him and I was like. I'm 11. Right. Yeah, like yeah, like right. I'm like six yeah, years yeah, old. I, yeah. I'm like I no. barely speak English, you know. Yeah, I'm a copy and paste version of my dad. And right. and and, uh, and and I and, and but even as an adult, I, people will assume. Now the irony is, as I've gotten older, uh, I don't speak Greek and Hebrew, but I I do love to study it, and I'm fascinated by it in preaching and all of that. And uh, it doesn't bother me yeah. anymore. But it's I still Greek to me. It's still, <laughs> but it's I still foreign language. Oh, I had to work through the insecurities um, that that placed yeah. in me. The expectations that oh, are you going to be a genius? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, and I had to let the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I feel like me. when I read Hebrew, it's like I'm reading backwards. It's just so <laughs> confusing. <laughs> well, <laughs> when I read Hebrew, sometimes it turns out to be Aramaic. So that's really. Come on, somebody. Uh, the, you know, and the other thing that I was thinking of, and John, I think you can relate to this, and I don't know why, John, it is. So for those that don't know, um, we had a crazy childhood. Dad started a church in Chicago, uh, and then I I was born shortly after that, and I was diagnosed with tetralogy flow. Had four open heart surgeries by the time I was six years old, yeah. and then it wasn't long after that. And then Jonathan mm-hmm. uh, was diagnosed with leukemia. Yes, and so years and years and years battling leukemia, and yeah. then, and I mean life and death. And, and we're not talking like little things. We're talking, I mean, over a, at least a decade in our family of like one of these kids could die. You right, know? and then thank God, John went into remission. A lot of miracles there, yeah. and then you know, I think Nathan had shingles one time or something. <laughs> Listen, I really struggled with my asthma <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> the, the running joke in our family is like we I, almost died, and then Nathan I, had like I, I was the one kid that didn't like almost die. Nathan had like a cough one time. <laughs> Nathan's held that over our but, head. Our whole listen, lives. if there's one thing I've known f- known for is my great health. <laughs> well, thank God. <laughs> but the reason I, I laugh about that now is because Nathan does not know the great joy mm-hmm. of spending the rest of his life hearing Dad c- cry and weep oh, yeah. and retell those stories. <clears throat> yeah, right? you know, literally on a weekly basis. Which is funny though, because I tell. I tell y'all story a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't got nothing. You know, like, I got I got nothing. And I got to tell my brother's stories about how God healed them and brought the, you know, because I don't have gracious. that same testimony. And it's, I think it's, it's amazing. It's probably good we don't have a psychologist here with us sitting on the couch, but yeah. uh, because it would be fascinating to me to try to figure out, and I want to know if you guys have noticed this. You know, dad does bring it up a lot in his preaching and teaching. Yes. 
And love you, Dad, but yes. Which I just want to take a moment here to recognize. <laughs> <laughs> He's never mentioned my asthma. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, I know it. Well, what I was going to mention though oh. is that he brings up Jonathan like ten to one. He he'll bring up the leukemia situation. He 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 references me like you know one out of every ten or mm-hmm. twelve times. Don't you think that's true? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. He he brings uh, John's situation up a lot. It's like it affected him so. Yeah. I mean, all well, of it affected him. You know, when you're I'm sick favorite. of hearing your testimony. <laughs> John's your testimony. I'm sick of hearing what God did for you. <laughs> but. But the reason I bring that up with John is because I know I can relate to John. Like I know what it's like to be in a like a service, and like everyone's looking at you because your story's being told. Right. Yeah. You know, and only PKs know that. Yeah. Feel. Life, life in the fishbowl. You know. Yeah. When your little screensaver comes on, are you good? Is you still recording? Or Which I love that. Oh, I have good. that screensaver okay. on my computer at home, and I love that. For the listeners, saver. Ryan has a, a lovely screensaver. Very of like beautiful. The French countryside. It just came up when I did the brand new uh, yeah. update. Yep. It does these moving screensavers. Oh, I now. love it. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So life, life as a PK. Um, yeah, it's we could we could talk about it. One thing all day. One, I'll I'll throw one more thing. I, also, I'm the only male in our family that has not been called into the ministry. So, but I've grown up my whole life having people say, when are you going to start preaching? That's right. Yeah. And I, I've just always smiled at people and said, you know, Hey, you know, I don't know, but when when people, when people ask me, you know, they'll be like, is, is, is is John a preacher? And I'll always say, you know, somebody in the family had to make money. Right. That's what, We 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 desperately needed a businessman, um, and you know I'll say this about John because he he doesn't say it himself, which I I respect. But John is very intricate and involved in the ministry. Oh my in, goodness! Yeah. In so many ways, he just never felt a call to preach, and and not everybody is called to preach. So I thank God. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank for, God for that. For real. Yeah. So, um, however, I, John is a great Bible <clears throat> teacher. He's a great teacher yep. and a great. Yeah, I mean, every um, now and then I throw out some wisdom. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Is this the right moment for that? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wait, we need the other one. Wait, hold on. Here People don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's our mother. Like, so that's our mom. People Ryan don't has. I think a, I know a lot about the Bible, but I do. But I do. But I, do. I, do. Um, I do. He has. <laughs> Uh, Ryan recorded a clip of our dear mother, and um, she does that a lot when John makes uh, s- certain statements that she doesn't agree with. John! <laughs> no! <laughs> That's great. Oh, that is so I love good. It. I love it. Love <sighs> it. So Life is PKs, I-, I feel like we could go on about that for a while. That could be a whole podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe just the last thing I'll I'll say for, for all the PKs So you out get there, the last word? I want to make sure I have the last word I, here. I see. I saw that. Listen. <laughs> so I think probably the most difficult thing in my life as a PK is you, and, and I'm not even talking about like, our father right now, but when when you are a preacher's kid, it you get up close and personal with other preachers. Um, you're guest at churches. You're a lot of times guest in their homes, 
and mm. you kind of get to see the behind the scenes side of other preachers mm-hmm. and that can kind of make or break you when you're, be good when, or you're bad. when you're right. a kid it mm-hmm. can either be amazing mm-hmm. or it can it can really be detrimental burst, depending on the, the person you're you're around yeah. that was a real challenge for me if it were somebody i really respected in the pulpit but then i i got around them and i didn't feel like they were they were kind or, yeah. they, you know, it's things kinda, like that. It's kind of like that sentiment that says never meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like yeah. sometimes it's mm-hmm. it's disappointing. And so it's a great privilege to be up close and personal, but sometimes that allows you to see the more human side of, of a minister, and that can be very difficult. I wish young. I hadn't teased you about having the last word because now it looks like I'm just trying to one-up you. But I knew you would do this. <laughs> well, I will be one-upping both of you, so but go ahead. I, I do want to uh, add to that. <laughs> I want to add to that. You know what? As you say that, I just really... <laughs> As you say that, I have a whole line of thought I need to get I, out. I want to add to that, that right. for me personally, and I... I Every PK obviously has their own story and journey, but um, probably my greatest challenge as a PK was actually seeing my father and mother, and I want to say this carefully because this goes into things and I'm not going to tell stories, but be mistreated by... If you subscribe, you get to hear right. the, if you all subscribe, the bad stories. I will tell about you all the juicy stories. paid monthly we, membership. We, we tell their names <laughs> on the subscribed <laughs> version of the podcast. Their names and addresses. Right. Um, social security numbers included with subscription. <laughs> but people, uh, saints, saints and, and ministers that I saw unjustly, unfairly uh, harm my parents. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, when you're a child, it always seems even worse, and so forth. And and so that really messed me up. That gave me. I had to work through maybe some uh, bitterness. And what it really did for me is it really caused me to run from my calling. Yeah. Because I remember thinking as a teenager, like, my God, if that's how people treat ministers, I, I don't want to be. Yeah, that's right. I don't exactly want to be right. that. You know, yeah. help me, Lord. So anyway, yeah. that yeah. you know, and I know all you PKs out there. Um, we love you. We're well, and, you. and I will add one last thing. Before As you say it. that, <laughs> also, it's funny is you know you when I hear people that you know I've grown up, you know we've all grown up having people say, "Oh, it must be so great being a PK," you know, but it's not glamorous. It's it's stressful, and like people yeah. that like envy, you know, the ministry. I've always said I don't envy the ministry, right? right. Like I respect it, and I'll do what I can to support it, but I don't. Like aspire. I'm not like, oh, I wish God had called me to. Like, so all these young guys out there, like, I hope the Lord calls me. You know, don't hope He calls you because it's not, it's not, in, it's not like this glamorous thing. That's like, oh, I hope that I'm gonna be called to a life of yeah. preaching my whole life. You know, because it's, you know, I mean, I, I can, I'm thinking of four people in my head right now from, you know. West Coast days that would say and things like that. And if you subscribe, you will and get their names. And if you subscribe, yes, a, a monthly membership numbers. of nine ninety nine, I will give you their phone numbers and you can berate them for me. <laughs> you know, but no, like I people say, would always be like, "Oh man, you just be so great being a PK." It's well, like, yeah, because no. people don't know. It's why I, I often tell people, you know, make sure you're. Call- it is a great privilege to be called of God to preach, but make sure you're called because you don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. You know, it's like praying for humility. You don't know what you're asking for. 
Right. When you get it, yeah. it it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And trust me, nobody gets humility like me. Right. <laughs> no nobody is, is more humble than me. So humble. <laughs> no one is better at humbling yeah. than I am. <laughs> so while No one humiliates myself more than me. <laughs> So while we're in this vein of of ministry, I have another uh, question I wanted to bring to you guys. Is this from the Insta cart? Not yet. No, oh. we're not. We're not in that yet. Oh. Um, oh. So being raised as PKs, um, preaching has been a big part of our lives. Um, so I was curious to hear from you guys. Um, who are some of your favorite preachers? And of course, we. I'm just going to say this. We all, of course, would say our pastor, our dad. So we we know that our pastor is our favorite preacher. Um, but and your pastor should be your favorite preacher. A- absolutely. So don't don't feel like you all have to include that name. We, the listeners all understand that our pastors are our hero. Um, but wh- who would be some other preachers in your life where you just remember? It can just be two or three if you'd like, but. Who really ministered to you in the word where it impacted your life and you you always remembered that? Yeah. Oh well I right off to if you don't mind me going first, right off the top of my head. We're gonna I, go to Ryan first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that thought. We're gonna go to Ryan first. I'm kidding. Go ahead. So I would say probably at the top of my list, uh, for many reasons, but I would say Wayne Huntley. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. and then I, I love brother Joe Campatella, but brother Wayne Huntley oh is goodness. probably um, my favorite, one of my favorite people. So good. John, you should get Joe on, on your podcast. Yeah, I know. I, I need to figure that Riverside thing out so I can do those remote things better. That would be incredible. Yes, it'd be amazing. I would love to hear his thought about the hum. Yeah, isn't that cool? Around the world. Yeah, yeah so a, a shameless plug for my podcast, once again, the hum is a, a phenomena that you need to go listen to my podcast to understand more about. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Is it mind control? If you subscribe, know. no, I'm just kidding. You have to subscribe for nine ninety nine. <laughs> you can listen to the whole twenty minutes. <laughs> no, it's it's available. I, I I've listened to to all of those episodes. They're they're all great. Um, anybody else you want to? Any honorable mentions you want? Oh, you know, um, no. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're not going to say that. We know everyone's. We you know, yeah. My yeah. dad's always been my favorite preacher, but yeah. love it. What yeah, about? so I'll throw it out there. But um, those two guys have probably because they've had such an impact on me yeah. personally. Oh, sure. I mean, there's preachers I I really do enjoy to listen to, mm-hmm. but those two guys have spoken yeah. a lot to hey, me those personally. Top notch names. What about you, Ray? Oh my goodness. Well, <clears throat> I, I I'm gonna go randomly because if I, there's oh I no... guess I could say my brothers because they're preachers, right? Yeah, Thank God. I wonder when he was gonna you. say that. There it is. <sighs> Finally, at some point. Uh, Well, I mean, I would throw uh, definitely Wayne Huntley. I concur with that. Um, Joe Campitella, one of my great friends and one of the finest preachers I know. Um, In terms of people that, like, throughout my life have impacted me, uh, I would, in fact, it's it's been strange. I've been on a little bit of, like, I think turning 40, I kind of got a little nostalgic, and I've been going back. And I've been listening to uh, old sermons that um, Paul Mooney preached. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Back in the Indian, back when we lived in Indianapolis and attended Calvary Tabernacle, and um, he he really was uh, one of that was kind of his zenith. Yeah. As a preacher, and we were 
you know, we were living there at the time. Just uh, he preached messages that to this day, uh, yeah, minister to me. So good. <clears throat> yeah, brother, uh, brother O.C. Marler has preached messages that to this day um, minister to me. I, my, my old. It sounds like I'm in nostalgia mode. I guess I am. But my old youth president from Illinois days, Calvin Jean. Yeah. It's mm. one of my one of my favorite preachers, still to this day, one of my favorite preachers. Wow. Uh, he got the he preached here in Georgia a few years back and I was just so excited. He was just incredible. Uh Nathaniel Urshan, Joel Urshan, the brothers, two of my absolute favorite preachers to uh uh I mean just listen to uh, even just on podcast and so forth. Um Oh, I could go on and on, but that that's probably my Yeah, you know, before before Nate, I I in my mind like you said brother Marler like it makes me feel bad that that didn't jump right in my mind, but I think partially because because we know brother Marler in a different way. Right. He's 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 like more than a preacher to me. Yeah. So like, like I, I almost view him as a family member. Mhm. And like he's just done so much like personal like teaching moments for me that like yeah. I think of, I he's different in my mind than somebody I just listened to from afar I don't know so yeah. when you said that it instantly made me feel bad I'm like yeah I absolutely yeah. should have said no, that's why mind. that's why I did it yeah, yeah, right. and you guys me, you guys mentioned I'm listening I'm like you mentioned you know every single name you mentioned is somebody I would have would have named um just to, to, just a couple I'll mention um, growing up, you know, Scott Graham has been, yep. you know, I've heard him preach so many messages that just impacted me in such a dynamic way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just to... I've only heard him in person one time. Okay. Probably Georgia camp meeting. Yes, it was Georgia yeah. camp meeting. Yeah. So good. And, uh, but a couple kind of more recent um, men of God, they're, they're younger men, but it's kind of like Joe Campatella. They've, they've had a great impact on my life recently is, um, man, like brother Chris Green is such an amazing person. And I I actually just had him on my podcast a few weeks ago. Um, Taylor fish can preach, man. He can, he's preaching at our church next year. Um, Landon Gore, like these guys, they're, they're young, but, they every time they get up and they preach, they they minister like right to where I'm at right now at 32 years old, and yeah. so um, I'm thankful that there's this generation of like late 20s, mid 30s. They're they're young men, but God is is raising them up, and we're seeing them used in in a mighty way. But man, that's just a few honorable mentions. You know, that have I impacted I'd probably throw life. Victor Jackson in that. Yeah, that group too. Yeah. You know, I feel bad because you start mentioning like younger ish, but he's not really younger, I suppose. But uh, Matthew Tuttle, oh my word, would definitely yes. be on my uh, yeah. uh, in in terms of people who have just uh, spoken, you know, inspired and spoken into my life. And and uh, yeah, you know, and speaking of uh, Rashidi Collins, everyone should go look up Rashidi Collins if you've never heard him preach. Uh, Long-winded as can be, but you won't even realize it. It's, yeah. It just goes so fast. He's incredible. Well, speaking of Scott Graham, the time I heard him here at the camp, Georgia camp, I forget the title, but he the at the beginning he was talking about the like the 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 message revolved around this idea of the trees that grew up mm. over this like foundational thing in the woods, the way these trees grew up, 
I don't know. He, he was wow. talking about like the foundations of oh, the church yeah. and not straying away from it. I forget, nobody was, I forget the title, but that message was, was awesome. Yeah. Probably that's, my favorite camp so meeting so sermons. Good. And Ryan mentioned it at probably the, the <laughs> he mentioned his name. So, but I probably listened to Joel Urshan preach like on my own probably more than any other preacher right now. I love the ministry of Brother Joel Urshan. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been listening to Joel Urshan on a weekly basis for, um, I mean, at least 10 years now. Yeah, he's amazing. So wow. good. So good. So um, as church kids, we're kind of, we're starting to phase out of the, the church kid moment. One more um, uh, tribute to PKs here. Um, being raised in a ministry family... Um, we were raised kind of in home missions. So um, our dad pastored in Wheaton, Illinois, when we were kids. And so, and now um, we go to a, a you know, the, the church that our father pastors now is, is a larger church. And we wanted to talk about some of the dynamics of what's the difference bet- between being a church kid now <laughs> and uh, when we were kids, you know, just kind of the the tribute to the old pews and things like that. What's some memories you guys remember in home missions, like can, in the can trenches? I, can I ask you guys, like, because John and I talked about this on his podcast. Um, do you, re- Nathan, do you remember the Wheaton days? Because for people who don't know, Dad started the church in Wheaton and then went to Indiana Bible College as the vice president. So we we lived in Wheaton. Yeah. Then we lived in Indianapolis. And mm-hmm. then you guys moved to California from there. Yes. Right. And then I moved to Mississippi. Right. Uh and took it as a youth pastor. So do do you guys remember the Wheaton days? Yeah, I mean I was yeah. I was I was nine. When we moved to Indiana, okay. So yeah. I mean, I wasn't like five when we moved or six. I was nine years old, so I have. You were Kinsley's age now. You know, I got the Holy Ghost yeah. in Wheaton. Yeah, I yep. was seven years old. You know, being you born were, again, you were baptized. In I Wheaton. was baptized. John and I got the Holy Ghost on the same day. Yeah, and, and we were baptized. And we were baptized day. on the same day. I believe it was in October. Grandma Smith wrote it down. It and was, you guys uh, have been celebrating your birthdays on the same day your whole yeah, life, too. Yeah, so. we're five, two yeah. years and five My years word. apart. <laughs> I just never get the spotlight on me anymore. No, <laughs> no wonder you John fight so hard for stealing my thunder. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I have a lot of vivid memories of of that church and, yeah. and growing up. So and what, do you course, guys, what do you guys remember, like, about, like, the culture of church, mm-hmm. you know, because things have changed so much. Yeah, for me, you know, just on the music side of things— the, you know, the difference of how a, <laughs> a <laughs> well, I mean, the difference of how, like, a music department is ran now with, with technology, with click tracks, with in-ears, yeah. with aux keys, with even how guitar, electric guitarists play, it's so drastically different now well, than from and when I was a kid. being able to share all the information digitally, like you don't have to physically hand papers around anymore and right. print stuff out. Like it's all on our iPads. Like I remember when the lyrics were on those transparent, oh, I don't even know how to say <laughs> Are it. Are you talking about the projector like you'd lay, things? You'd yeah. lay it down flat. Dad, dad calls it... Uh, 
calls them overlays to this day. Overlays. overlays. Oh, yes. If there's the a graphic, if there's a graphic going on the screen, can I have still, the overlay up, please? Can, can y'all put that overlay up or wow, or that transparency? Yeah, up? that's that's a vivid memory for me because here's why. It slightly was traumatizing as a small child because when their hand would go over that light, <laughs> yeah, it would look like the hand of God on the wall. Yeah. Like it would look creepy. Yeah. And so I could I, see that. Yeah. That's <laughs> I just remember funny. that. And I remember I remember that <laughs> when when the the change started coming and it, it went from like overlays to like, you know, like a static picture, then to like maybe having like some movement. And how some people were concerned that, you know, that was turning, you know, too disco-ish, you know. Like, yeah. Right, you right. Know, there's like a floating bubble yeah, back there. There was know? no special lighting at all, really. Nope. Um, and then probably the most vivid memory for me that I always reference, even to our youth group now as a youth pastor, is the the wooden pews. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when I say these pews were were solid. I mean, these were the hardest pews you'd ever sat on in your life. And the one that I sat on had a, it, the wood was cracked. <laughs> and so when you would sit on it, it would make this kind of <laughs> sound when you sat down. And, but you know, it's so funny. That's like, to me, that is a precious memory that I go back to. It's funny how sometimes the imperfect, the the things that would frustrate us now are kind of the pleasant memories when we go right. back to our beginning of our walk with Well, with everyone Christ. was on their feet in church back then because no one wanted to sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I mean, why everybody was on oh, their no. feet all the time. <laughs> well, I, I have crazy memories of the pews. Like, a mom could tell us how... how here, here, in honor of mom. No, John! <laughs> mom could... Yeah, love, love you, mom. Mom, love mom could tell us how old those pews were. They were very old. And I have memories of one of the pews. It was missing like the middle, um, you know, wooden piece to like kind of prop it up in the middle. <laughs> so it both. And so <laughs> an, a, a rather large individual uh, sat like right in the middle. Oh, man. And I remember that thing like bowed down and, oh, man. and almost touched. I thought it was going to bust in oh, half. Oh, my goodness. And I, <laughs> and I also remember they would, they would take that... Um, Wood uh, polish. They you still see it. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like I know dark, what you're talking about. dark yeah, stained yeah. wood mm-hmm. polish. Yeah, and I mean it's it's dark and oily. That like yeah. pine scent. Like yeah, not a spray. I mean an oil. They put it on a rag and they'd wipe it on there real thick and they'd shine and look beautiful. Um, but they would do it on like Saturday night and then on Sunday morning if you were wearing light colored clothes you'd sit down on. The- oh my word. <laughs> you'd have- You'd have stained like little kids wood polish. We will stain. not be anointing you with oil today. We have applied it on the pews. Um, the, you have little, sat on the anointing. Little kids would run and sit down and go like hockey pucks. <laughs> I, I also remember how how normal it was, and we can't even fathom doing it today. But it was just so normal to to be like, you know, Sister Bertha's got a song. Come play something. You know, you know what I mean? Like without even like really. Yeah planning it oh, necessarily yeah. you know and then somebody yeah. testified well yeah. i remember uh sister sug singing that song what was it was the name of the song she sang oh lot. she sang um, i go to the rock i go all to the, the rock time, yeah which she i love sister yeah. debbie i go to the rock yeah. i go to the rock yes i love it good memories good as memories. Yeah. as um church kids totally and, different world of course you know we it's strange because we went from like very small home missions to like mega large church at calvary 
And yeah. then here is, yeah. is like a, above average, mid sized yeah. church. So yeah. we've kind of been in all We've kind of seen seen it all in our lives. Yeah. The good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, I say that. I don't remember um, ever attending a church. Like by the time I was old enough to remember, our church was kind of built up to where it had grown to. Well, I mean, how many do you think we had in Wheaton at one at its maybe at its biggest point? What I think the... at its zenith, it ran like a, a hundred and fifty. Oh wow! Okay, but that so yeah, I remember you know. But then there was a split. And yeah, yeah. I remember more details if you sign up now. Subscribe nine ninety nine a month. Um, if I remember, Not available I margins. remember at least you know sixty seventy people in church. Yeah, I, I remember, remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. the days where. You know, it was a small building, but I sure. remember a day yeah. where it felt full. That is a very different dynamic than when you go to a church of like 10 people or 15 people. Yeah. So I don't have any memories in my life. I've been to a, you know, a small church, a very big church, and now a mid-sized church. Our church here at Apostolic Tabernacle runs about 250, something like that. Um, and so... But I, I don't know what it's like to attend a church that maybe only has like ten people or fifteen people. Yeah. So that I haven't experienced that because to me that's a totally different feeling than when you're at a church of like seventy five. It's just a yeah. completely different feeling. Right. But, that's right. Um, so I took to social media. I went to Instagram. The gram. If the you go grams. to at podcast. Noteworthy, you can keep up with. Yes, yes. And uh, so I went and I I wanted to see if you guys had any questions that you would want to ask my brothers. And so, uh, yes. And so, (laughs) which by the way, John, what's your Instagram handle for your podcast? I am um, whatever the podcast at whatever the podcast Instagram. Yep. And then Ryan is at Rev Raff R A F Ryan A French. Yep. Yep. So if you want to follow their podcast content, you can go to that. But we had we had a few questions submitted. Do y'all only um, promote Instagram, the gram? I, that's all I use. I mean, but it will automatically I have, update stuff to Facebook. Y'all don't do the I have, or the book or anything like I that? I have Facebook. There is a Noteworthy with Nathan French Facebook. I don't Facebook. have a whatever. But y'all don't Facebook. even use it or think about it? It just, it's just, for some reason with podcasting, Instagram is like people's go-to because of the interaction with questions yeah, yeah, yeah. and stories. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I like Instagram. Yeah. It's just, it's easy. <sighs> Facebook gets on my nerves. Oh, the oldest doesn't yeah. like Instagram. I'm, I'm trying. It's hard. This right. is hard. <laughs> okay, guys, so a few questions. I won't read all of them, um, but there's a few I wanted to mention. Okay. Um, somebody wanted to ask... Us, what's the best fried chicken place? Oh, mm. so this is like, oh, like this chain, is our chain? Instagram Q and A for okay. just a few moments here. Okay. Chain or um, or it just says place. Okay, okay. well yeah. I, I I for me it's easy. If Brian wants to go first, or you guys, I, I'll I I answer. Enjoy. How about we all say wait, it wait, at wait, the wait, same wait, time? Wait 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 wait. So. When we say fried chicken, does it have to be bone in or can like, it be is it like, like tender? It doesn't any matter. kind of fried chicken? Okay, okay that's easy. Right. Let's all say it together. Okay. One, two, three. Buckner's. Buckner's. Nope. You guys are. What did you say? You guys are crazy. Buckner's. 
No. Buckner's really? No. Buckner's no. is the best fried chicken. No, it's not. You no. are so brainwashed by no. Georgia. It, okay. No, it's okay. true. No, right. so my, what did my, you say, John? Mine was Super Chicks. Okay, that's good. I've had. I, I wouldn't say it's the best, but better than Buckner's. Yeah, well, because I don't. I don't like. Have y'all even had raising canes? I have. I have had raising. You know, but C- did I mention that Buckner's keeps bringing you the chicken? <laughs> right. Until no, you are done. Yeah, they, until you can't eat it. They anymore. will. That's because they. They, they, they will. <laughs> fill oh my word. All of our Georgia listeners are done with you. So <laughs> I love Buckner's. I just wouldn't say their fried chicken is the best. So, I would rather get their uh, uh, their beef. They have. They ribs. do have amazing creamed corn at Buckner's, though. Oh my god, I love Buckner's. It's Absolutely. so good. But the reason Super you Chicks, know what? <laughs> Super Chicks up in Peachtree City here in Georgia, is the only one I I know of. Uh, but they have uh, chicken fingers that they put on sandwiches. Kind of like raising canes. Yeah, it's good. I do but, like it. And it's and my favorite part about it is it's crispy, but it's not it's not wet. It's not like drippy yeah. with oil. Whereas sometimes raising canes can be kind of oily to me. But super chicks is You're oily. You know what? <laughs> with see the anointing. I, see if I give you any more of my opinion to this podcast. It's so funny you said that, because that's like a, a thing to say now in Gen Z. <laughs> you're oily. You're oily, which means you're anointed. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan, for that comment. I am so naturally cool that I don't even have like, to know. Like it. if somebody sings and it's really anointed and powerful, they go, "Man, that's that's oily. That's, that's, that's stupid, ridiculous." <laughs> well, when I, it's funny with all these little sayings, Ryan's like, year, "Only with fried chicken will I speak so of the ago, oil." I was in California with all my, uh, Vera's family, and my my nieces and nephews. They're you know some of them are older now. Well, one of them named Victoria. She, she's See, they were using this expression called "it's bussin." Oh yeah, and they just bussin, this bussin, man. And I was like, "What does that mean?" They said it's like so cool. It's like above cool. It's like awesome, but better than awesome. I've heard that expression. Yeah. So yeah, I've just learned as a youth pastor, I I can't really keep up with the modern uh, vernacular, so I just stay out of it, so I don't get myself in trouble. But Back to the topic of fried chicken, I think we all know that um, Chick-fil-A deserves an honorable mention just because it is the Lord's chicken, (laughs) which um, actually, one of the other questions was, how do you guys feel about the uh, pimento cheese I was wondering if someone would bring the pimento cheese up. No. Yeah. Do you guys like it from Chick-fil-A? Okay, so... I, I have not had it, but it doesn't what? look all that good to you me. <laughs> it doesn't look appealing to me. That I don't think the pimento cheese looks all that good. I actually did enjoy it. I thought it was quite good. I loved it. You loved it? Okay. Loved good. It. Wow. The honey is really good the on it. The honey is well, see, bomb. So what I do like to do is I get their minis. And mm-hmm. I'll put honey on those. Yes, yeah. Or even some grape jelly. I do like that, but the pimento cheese is what's not settling well with me. I don't know if I'm going to like the You know, a friend cheese. told it's me so if you get the pimento cheese on the side and, and then, the jalapenos and then put it on, are so good too. Really? Then it 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 keeps it intact a little bit better to where the sandwich is still crispy when you eat it. Right. It it is a little messy, mm-hmm. I will sure. say, mm-hmm. especially if, you know, cuz we might you're we might need to go get some today. Hallelujah. Um, anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so moving forward, Instagram Q&A. 
Um, which, by the way, to all the listeners, thank you so much for submitting these questions. It's a lot of fun. Um, and also, this is kind of a format that Nathan employs a lot on Noteworthy. Yeah, uh, I like to hear from, he from does the a, listeners. He, he likes to do the listeners, and he does a lot of the... I enjoy it. Q and A yeah. type things. Yeah, I like to hear from you guys. So I don't give a rip what people. Like. <laughs> John and Ryan hate to hear from their listeners. Um, so uh, the next question is: What are your best book recommendations for young adults? Oh, for young oh, wow. adults. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, I know the name of it, but I don't know the author. So, Ryan, if you want to go first, I will maybe just look give up us the... the name and we'll... okay. So the name is called "Convincing Them in Fifty Seconds or Less." Okay. Um, it's, it's a, it's kind of a life help book kind of, so something that would steer you toward like successful business or just interactions and, uh, how to make good first impressions on, on anybody. So when I read it, it, it was, uh, it was great. Awesome. What do you think, Ray? The Bible. The Bible. Yes. <laughs> well. Yes, it is the book. That's a little unfair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. The Lamb's Book of Life is great for young adults. Oh, um, no, for young for young adults. Um, you know, I think depending on the age, I think every young adult, especially you know before college and before high school, should uh, read the Flood. I wish I could remember the author. I'd have to look it up. It's in this room somewhere. It's called the Flood. That's, you can find it on Amazon, uh, and it. It's an, an archaeologist, a Christian archaeologist, who has presented incredible proof from around the world that there was indeed a worldwide flood, and how that not only was there a worldwide flood, but it aged the earth in such a way that uh, it appears to be older, and that's one of the reasons some wow. of the dating things come back with uh, weird ages and things like that. And it's one of the great books to disprove. Uh, the Big Bang and, and evolution and things like that. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a long read, but uh, I had my kids read it uh, before high school, and uh, it, it, I think it's a must. I think every parent should have it. It's called The Flood. The Flood. Mm-hmm. So I need to correct the title. It's Convince Them in 90 Seconds. Oh, okay. Well, it's, just by, it's by Nicholas Boothman. But I you got to- so good at it. You only needed 50 seconds, yeah, so that's yeah. why so you that's, that. that's exactly right. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um, see, I have another book like that. It says, convince them in a minute and a half. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so, two books that I've just read recently, and I am not the greatest of of readers. I have to intentionally be like, okay, I'm going to be reading books. Ryan is is definitely the bookworm of the brothers, but... Um, a a couple of books that I've really been blessed by recently are um, Addicted to Busy by Brady Boyd. It talks about how this culture takes pride in being busy, mm-hmm. even though being busy all the time isn't necessarily a good thing. It's not a healthy thing. And so he, he gives this challenge about how go ask 10 people today how they're doing. Nine out of 10 will say, busy. It's mm-hmm. like a badge of honor that we yeah. wear mm-hmm. and how it's almost like an adrenaline rush for us yeah. to to feel like we're busy all the time. That was a really good book that I think is good for young adults. And then um, the most recent book I've read is uh, Blessed Are, A Practical Look at the Beatitudes by L.J. Harry. It's his brand new book. 
um, the last episode of Noteworthy is a full interview with uh, L.J. Harry on that topic. But it's really great because he talks about um, how Jesus spoke the Beatitudes and how it's a ladder that we climb uh, to be to be more like Him, and so that's wow. great for young adults. So, for all you readers out there, hop on uh, Amazon and go purchase those books. We yeah. hope you enjoy that. Yeah, it's it's nine ninety nine for the paperback for the one I just mentioned on Amazon right now. Which I like paperback books. I don't know about you guys. I like being able to bend the pages mm-hmm. back. I don't I don't like hard copy books. Yeah. At all. Same, same. All right. So have you tried the Apple Crisp Latte at Starbucks was no. one of the questions that we had. I haven't. And then they also submitted PSL or ACL. Um, I know pumpkin spice latte. ACL, What's Apple Latte something? Apple... Apple caramel latte. That's probably what it is. I haven't had. I don't like either one of those. I also, I haven't had the apple one. I've been told it's not so great. Um, but I, ha- I've wanted to try the apple cold brew, apple crisp cold brew, whatever it is. Mm. I haven't tried it yet. You know, I was just thinking this morning about and hoping this would come up, so that I could complain about the great <laughs> challenge of being. I'm sorry for my cough, everybody. I'm having a struggle today. You should be. Thank you. Unacceptable. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the great challenge of being like one of the only people in this whole vast French family mm-hmm. that really doesn't like coffee. Yeah, that's kind of odd to me, Ryan, especially since you worked at Starbucks for a while. And you know, I think that's one it's of the reasons life. I don't like coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. I just, oh, the Starbucks life was awful. I hated it. Um, and so my answer to that is just, ew. <laughs> so my answer would be definitely PSL, pumpkin spice latte, oh, all the way. I love it. So good. I, but John but, has a whole episode on why pumpkin spice yeah. is disgusting. Yeah. Well, my taste and has changed. And that's one of my most listened to yeah. episodes. Yeah, as it was a good today. episode. John, his taste in coffee has changed drastically, so has mine. So I don't like super sweet coffee anymore. And that yeah. mainly started happening because of Weight Watchers. When I was doing Weight Watchers, all of the coffees that I liked were like 15, 17 points. They were half my points for the whole day. Isn't that crazy? And so I started changing up my coffee habits, and I've just tried to make it stick. So one thing that I'll do is like I'll – I actually like almond milk. Now, y'all calm down. Nobody panic. I I like some almond milk. It's all right. I like almond milk. So if I get a latte, I I get almond milk instead of whole milk. That It's little things like that that help. We do almond milk with our cereal now. Okay, yeah. I even had some – Oat milk or something. Yeah, the other oat day. milk is really that good. Was really good. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme the other day. It was it was a picture of Jesus, and it said, "What are they doing down there?" <laughs> it, said, it said, "It said they're getting milk from almonds." <laughs> and Jesus goes, "But I gave them like nine animals." <laughs> That's hilarious. But um, but it it is funny. Good good meme. Um, yeah. So I have. Like with my cold brew, I do not get creamer in it anymore. No, no wow. creamer. I'll do cold foam on top, but no, no creamer in it. Things like that. So there's a little coffee update for you guys. I always prefer a local coffee shop 
10 out of 10 times over so Starbucks. you prefer something local over this garbage Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, I, I just can't I prefer a it. local gas station for my energy beverage <laughs> yep. over yeah. a chain. If I can well, support a local I can't, gas station. I can't judge you for that right now because I'm currently drinking a, a Sour Patch Ghost energy drink. Oh, my goodness. That sounds like a mouse sore waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> my coffee yeah. was terrible today. So, Ugh. anyways. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Has your brother ever embarrassed you? And if so, how? Oh boy. <laughs> There's so many times. <laughs> you know, oh, you I know, saw this um, question and I actually, it sounds like I'm just being like super nice, but I, I don't have like a core memory where I was traumatized to the point where like I remember I was super embarrassed just because of of my brother. I don't remember anything like that. I mean, truly, I'm I'm not just saying that. Do you guys have any good uh, moments where you were embarrassed because of? Well, I have a time that, but it wasn't something y'all did. But it was something that I did, and we were all together. That I felt like I embarrassed the whole family one time, and I'll tell you, we were that we, sounds podcast worthy. Yeah, so we had. Um, it sounds noteworthy. We were. Come on, somebody. I think we were. We had voice a that yeah, whatever. So here it is. Buckle up. We had. Um, we were visiting India at the time. We hadn't moved there yet. And I think it was during that transition when Dad was trying to determine if the move was the right thing to do. Right, right. Um, but we were all there. We had a restaurant, uh, an Italian restaurant with the with the Moonies and the Pedagos and uh, you know people from the church. You know, and I got fettuccine Alfredo, and I don't. I mean, I I was probably eleven or so years old. And real loudly, to this day, it embarrasses me. Real loudly, I said, these look like big worms. <laughs> and mom looked at me like I had literally just <laughs> killed someone's dog. And I remember and that. it was like, when I got home, she was like, you will never embarrass the family like that ever again. <laughs> and so. Wait, Ryan, hit the button. Hit oh, the you got oh, it, Ryan. Oh, you got oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. And yeah. to this Day. I, I that that memory has stuck oh, out in my Mom's mind because be I so feel like I embarrassed us. all of us in front of everyone that we were trying to not embarrass in front John, of everybody. Was John not in the car when you threw up in Brother Godare's? Oh, car? I was. Well, I was in the car, but I wasn't in the. Well, I was in the car, but yeah, oh my goodness, Nate! Yeah, oh, you got to tell him that story. That was bad. I've it's shared actually, it. It's actually similar food. <laughs> I've shared it. Basically, I got sick in a minister's car and i ended up throwing up in his suv and oh uh, it was goodness. it was really bad it's the only time in my life that's ever happened and i wish i could say i was like 12 but i was oh, like man. 19 and years like 28 and the funny thing is i was like 19 you i think had had, i think it was like spicy like cajun alfredo that you had eaten or yeah something. it was cheesecake factory oh you yeah. know one of the um, most embarrassing moments that bad. where I feel like I embarrassed you guys, and I'm surprised y'all aren't bringing it up. But um, remember when I was in Four in the Fire for a while in the band? And no, and I don't remember that. You guys would kind of come help and stuff. And there was a, it was a local concert somewhere in the Indianapolis area. It was an outdoor concert, and. Um, Y'all were coming to help. Well, I had just had my wisdom teeth taken out like the day before. Which, That's always good. Which was like the most right. 
unwise thing you can do is get your wisdom teeth taken out. And then no play. wisdom. Yeah. And then play. <laughs> exactly. And they then took p- all the wisdom out of your And head. then go plan to sing 12 songs in the heat on pain meds. Okay. Wow. So like, um, I'm on, I'm on these pain meds. I'm probably acting like a lunatic. We're playing this music. It's like 103 degrees out. And you guys were like helping with the, the setup and everything. And in the middle of the concert, I remember John was like, he he shouted and he was like, Ryan, wipe your mouth. Oh, and, oh no. And I looked down and blood was uh, coming out of my, my wisdom teeth were, oh. uh, where they'd taken out. They were oh. bleeding. And I had blood coming out of both sides. Oh. I, I mean, I looked like some kind of creepy. <laughs> the audience was like, what kind of concert yeah, are like, we at? What kind of memory. Christian concert is this? I blocked that Y'all one. Y'all were pretty young, but. Oh, my yeah, goodness. That was so, I, I was so humiliated. Oh, my goodness. Thankfully, I oh. had a bandana, so I, that, I oh my goodness, wiping that up. It was, oh, it was awful. Wow. Well, gross. good memories. Um, <laughs> all right. One more Instagram question. The Graham. Uh do y'all fall into the typical oldest middle baby behaviors? Yes. <laughs> Which, so for John and I, I'd be interested to hear y'all's answer to this because Jonathan and I both have three kids. So we have the oldest, middle, youngest. Ryan has two. So the dynamic in his family is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. My kids are very young. Judah is six. Ezra is four. Kyla, our little girl, is one. So I'm I, I'm interested in this topic as a dad, um, and I'm not very educated on the stereotypical behaviors of the oldest, middle, and the youngest. So I'd be curious to hear y'all's thoughts on that. You know, I'm not I'm not either really. I mean, obviously, other than that, most people you know would say like the youngest is like the one that has it better, but I don't really feel like that's really been the case with us. You know, um, yeah. So I I really don't know what. I mean, I see. The, I have no real point of reference for what that. I see the differences in in my children. Like yeah. Judah, as the oldest, is definitely a leader, very take charge, yeah. very let me lead the game, let me. Yeah. So, uh, this article that I—it's funny—I just read it the other day. It's a Sun Life article. It says uh, the stereotype: firstborns are thought to be responsible, controlling, and leaders. The middle child is described as feeling left out, the peacemaker and rebellious, while the last born is an attention seeker, self-centered, and charming. <laughs> wow. wow. I don't know if I agree with these stereotypes. Those are the stereotypes. Um, so the youngest yeah. is attention seeking? At- and charming <laughs> and rotten. What kind of... Well, the the and and kind of I think the more common stereotype is that the the youngest child is is um, spoiled. Spoiled, yeah, is typically oh, okay. is typically the mindset. Which with my kids, I can definitely say you know Kinsley is definitely like the be in charge. You know, that's just she's nine, so she's older, so she's going to be that way. And Jackson right now is I think he's struggling with the with the attention. Yeah. Yep. You know, because that we have middle. we have the baby now, and so he's doing Ezra things to does act too. out. Yeah, like I mean, for example, we uh, Rachel and I preached in Virginia this last weekend, and we just took Ezra and Kyla. Judah stayed with Grandma and Grandpa, mm-hmm. and Ezra thrived because he doesn't usually get that 
attention of like the oldest kid on mm-hmm. the trip yeah. mm-hmm. and it it meant a lot to him so i know that there are you know truths to the the dynamics of the different Absolutely. ages yeah. i don't know where the i know the question is directed at the three of us though and i don't know i don't it's i get it's hard to self assess in your own family i guess well, i don't know i'll tell you with me personally i think the only times you know, Ryan mentioned that it says something about feeling left out. Not since I've been an older adult, but when I was, you know, when Nathan felt like he was he had a call into the ministry and, he, and after our band, you know, disbanded and we started going a different direction. I, there was a, there was a short stint of time where um, I felt odd, like I had missed some kind of mark. Sure. Because I'm like, well, Ryan feels it, my dad, Nathan, like. I got to go get a job because, you know, God, you know, doesn't want me. Not that oh. I envied it, but there was just a point, a part of me at the time that felt a little like on, like the, on the fray a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, like the odd, mm-hmm. the odd one out. But then when I got older, you know, like, and I mean, like when I got married, like 2022, I didn't start, I didn't really feel like, that, and I've not felt that way. And it, it happened, it was just a short amount of time that I felt like that. I yeah. think we avoid some of the stereotypes just a little bit. Only because I'm so much older, which is a little bit unique. Which the age difference, guys, is Ryan is six years older than me. I'm the middle and and eight years from Nathan. Which at this stage in our lives doesn't seem that that drastic unless you're looking at our hairlines and then it looks drastic. (laughs) But um, or I don't even have a hairline anymore. But but. (laughs) Growing up, like you got to remember, like so when I was when I was uh, sixteen, Nathan was eight. You know, so right. that that and when I was eighteen, yeah. Nathan was ten. So I was uh, graduating high school, and Nathan was ten years old. So that kind of gives you. So as kids, um, I in fact I think what I wound up feeling actually in a strange way is like. As kids, like you guys had more of the brother camaraderie, yeah. and I felt almost like, like an adult, like in an that adult, group. yeah, who didn't have like, like a contemporary. But does that make any sense? Like, right, because you guys yeah. were so close in age. I right, feel like right. we have an extremely unique dynamic as as brothers, and it, you know, I've always felt like, you know. I think the thing I have felt the most as the youngest um, is just I've always felt like I had somebody to look up to. You know, that's that's been huge for me. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if, um, you know, and John and I definitely did have like John and I's childhood memories are a little bit different because we were only two years apart. So we were actually little kids at the same time. And so we yeah. kind of have, I don't know, and, it's and a I think, unique dynamic. And I think John probably avoided some of the middle child um, feeling overlook syndrome because he had leukemia, which, yeah, which you know, that's tragic. But what that actually did is that almost did the opposite. That almost might have made Nathan sometimes feel overlooked because, I mean, I know yeah. he's not going to say that, and he might not have ever felt that. But, um, you know, what happens in a family, if you don't know, when you have a sick child, all that, the effort. All I mean, the, yeah. everything is obvious, and that's right. I mean, that's what you have to do. I actually had to get my own apartment when I was three years old. 
<laughs> Nathan started drive, working a job at five. Oh, move out then. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they were so busy taking care of you, Jokers. <laughs> I was like, I'll make my own money. Just all this money's like, going to I'm job. healthy. I'll go make my Fine. own money. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, that's interesting. I, I was curious to see y'all's thoughts on that. Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody who submitted those questions. Um, for all you noteworthy listeners out there for the collaborative effort of this episode, thank you for submitting those. Now, I'm going to need some hype music because oh. Oh, okay. this is the moment. This is the, I've been so pumped about this moment. That, that's not hype. Wow, that was not hype at all. Okay, that's not. That's nappy time. Okay, that's good. Like Here we this. go. All right, all right. Okay. This is 90s trivia. Yes. Yeah, so this is going to be the segment of the show um, where... We were kind of raised as kids in the 90s. Now, I know you guys are 80s babies. I'm the only 90s kid. I was born in 1991. John was 1989. And Ryan was 1770. <laughs> I get to claim the 90s by just a few months. Like, literally, just a few months. That's I get not funny, Oh, my word. Here that's, we go. That's funny. So I, I thought it would be really fun uh, with us kind of 90s kids with all these core 90s uh, memories to have some trivia today. And for the listeners, Ryan and, and Jonathan have not seen these questions. I'm going to be reading the questions. Cool. Okay. cool. Um, they have no idea what I'm going to ask. Uh, there's just a few questions, but some of them are more generic questions, just about the 90s, okay. and then a few of them are French Bros edition, which would only relate to us, yes. and personal questions about the 90s. Okay. Love okay. Loving that. Okay, you guys ready? It's going to be epic. Yes, I am ready. I am ready. The 90s trivia French Bros edition starts now. When was the World Wide Web introduced oh my goodness um world wide web say 1993 okay ryan what do you think man i know that i know al gore invented the internet Little known fact. <laughs> Please don't fact check. I mean, that's what he said. Um, <laughs> oh, my, oh my what, God. What did you say, John? 93? 93. Oh. I mean, I'm just, I'm just ballparking it. Okay. I, I, I'm going to... And the s- only reason I, I'm going with 93 is because uh, Mark Cuban, you know, the billionaire now, he, you know, he st- started making money posting, like, right. live streams of video of basketball games in the early 90s. Yeah. So I I had to been I, I that's what it's, it's I'm going to say 92. The correct answer is 1991. The year <gasps> I was oh, born. What? No. Yes. Oh, man. The year I was so, born. No way. Um we jumped onto the world wide web. Man. Okay. <sighs> so Well, okay. I mean I wasn't that far off. Okay. All Not right. too bad. Question good, number 2. Good, good, good. What was our very first gaming system? 
Atari. Atari. Ours? Oh, ours? Yeah, oh, talking oh, about ours. this one's a person. Oh. This is 90s. Oh, okay. Well, we had a Sega. This is not. Is well, it? no. Ryan did have a classic Nintendo in his room with the duck hunt yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, oh. I had the original Nintendo. Yeah, I sure did. You've got the wrong answer on there, don't you? The you can say answer. Sega Genesis. I was going to say I Sega know. Genesis. Wrong. No. Yeah. Wrong. My first memory of getting a gaming system for Christmas was Sega Genesis. With the Exodus game. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And it had, uh, Two different childhoods. It had Sonic. Yeah. But, but you didn't get the Nintendo in the 90s, did you? Or was that the 80s that you got? What year do you think you got the Sega? Uh, it was right. in Wheaton. Yeah, we were probably like Jackson. So, well, it was Wheaton when Jack- I got the Nintendo, for sure. It was probably five, sure. six years old. Yeah, I was probably about six. Five or six. I think it was probably like 1990 when I got the Nintendo. I asked for like three years straight before I got it. Wow. Okay. To this Interesting. day, Duck Hunt is still one of the best games. Oh, where you shoot the, the original ducks. N- Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Like uh, Joe Montana football on the Sega Genesis was amazing. So fun. Okay. So I mean, it was back then. I have worked tirelessly for hours to collect these questions NBA for you NBA Jam. Yes. Oh, you ready NBA for the Jam. next one? Yes. Yeah. What hit Pixar animation was released in 1995? The, um, it would have been Toy Story. Give us some applause, Ryan. Give us some applause. That is correct. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. Toy Story. You've got a friend in me. You've got Toy a Toy Story was released. In There's a snake in my boot. 90. Five. Oh my goodness, it's almost 20 years Does that old. make you feel old or wow? Oh my goodness, it's almost 20 years old. Yeah, and they, are working, infinity. they are working on Toy Story 5. Are right they now. for real? Yes. All right, so. Good grief. What was Ryan's favorite album that blasted in our house all throughout 1996? Oh, that's funny. Oh, I'm, I'm probably, I think I know. Oh, I, I'm going to say, I'll right, let, let Ryan go first before I say what I think. These are kind of my assumptions. I love how the answers my like it's, it's like it's your my memory. answer. They're all from my memory, so I'm bad about dates. Um, 19- was it was it, Lord, was it Stephen Curtis Chapman, Lord of the Dance? Give yourself oh, some applause. Okay. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. Just for the sake of getting this out of my mind, I thought I thought you were going to say uh, Four Hymns, Right of Life. Oh album. yeah, that was that's, that would have been before though. That's earlier. That's earlier. earlier 90s. That would have been yeah. a good guess. I always remember the Signs of Life by Signs Stephen Curtis Chapman. Wow, yeah. that's where, that's the one where he had the, the long kind of like mullet style hair. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. And John John's only request on the show was that we talk about music a little bit. So I'm going to include some of that in yes. this trivia. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> What 1996 Newsboys album featured the song Breakfast? Oh. Take Me to Your Leader. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that has that been it. That is correct. Yeah. That is yeah, correct. That's the one that has this, the spaceship on the front, right? And that yeah. was actually, you know, it's funny, I, I didn't know this, you know, for a long time, but Peter Furler was their drummer. Uh-huh. And like, there's so, but now he's, you know, but then they were so similar vocalists. That it's almost hard to tell when they changed from. It is a little bit hard, you know. Isn't that strange. Take me to your leader had their original lead singer, which was only on one album. Newsboys has had a album. hard time holding on to a lead singer. Yeah, so yeah, but it's, yeah, it's they, crazy. You can't hardly <laughs> if you played them side by side, like now, you it'd be hard to tell which one. Very is Very very similar. Yeah. All right. 
I love it. Great. Okay, so. I love that album. Such a good album. I have in front of me a list of the top 10 Christian albums that charted between 1990 and 1999. Right on. Okay, so keep in mind, this is only 90s. Okay. Okay. Can either of y'all name five of the top 10 Christian albums and... This is spanning from 1990 to 1999. What would be so DC in the Talk t- Jesus Freak? That is on the list. That's that on was the list. Number three. We know. We know for sure. Stephen Curtis Chapman is going to be in there somewhere too. But I just at that time, I my my exposure to that would have been with through Ryan. So it probably would have been I, signs of uh, of. Signs or, of Life probably or, is on the list. Well, or what is that one that the Great Unknown song? Yeah, the Great Unknown. But that's to the Great is Adventure. That, but the that's, Great Adventure is that? That's not so bigger than Signs. John is correct. Stephen Curtis Chapman was number eight for the sake of the call. Sake what? of the call. That was bigger than uh, oh, uh, Signs of Life. And then I'm going to say Michael W. Smith. Oh yeah, um, probably. Uh, but what song missing, would have been Missing Person? Missing Persons or uh, John is correct. Yeah, Go West, Young Man go was West, number West, two. That's number two of the whole decade. West, That's amazing. Man. Number that is, two of the whole decade. That is a good album. By go West, him. Young Man. Really? Um, wow. So you've named three, and we're gonna. Amy Grant's gonna be in there somewhere too. Ooh. John's on fire. Heart in Motion, Amy Grant. Oh, yeah. I hated Amy Grant. She was music. album number five. Which Amy Grant speaking of sketch. Speaking now. of music and, and, and Michael W. Smith, since we're on this kick right now, it, you, it, anyone can go on iTunes right now and you can find a, a brand new song um, by Michael W. Smith and some girl, I don't know her name. And it, it's, it's called, the song is called Acts 2, like based off Acts 2, Acts chapter 2. And I was excited to hear it. I've always liked Michael W. Smith's music. <laughs> Um, but y'all, like his, he is losing his. It's sad. Like it, it his range is it, really? it's, 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 yeah. I mean, it's he's like a hundred years old no, now. He's not. It's rough. I'm like, oh man. He's been it, singing every day of his life for like forty it years. Really, <laughs> yeah. it really made me sad. Like legitimately wow. sad to hear it. It was. It was kind of heartbreaking. Wow. Uh, how many so have we, are we? You four? guys have gotten uh, I'm gonna four. S- uh, uh, jars of clay. Um, Flood. Flood. Yes. So yeah. they're, they're, jars of clay was album. Number four. But if I can't swim, you know. And fun fact about Jaws of Clay: their lead singer does the music for the Chosen. Yes, that is true. Oh wow! Yeah, him him and this other dude. Which there's a whole other podcast we could do about some of the Christian industry right now. That's really startlingly free. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure. Um, So you got five. Do you guys want to try audio adrenaline? Um, They are not on the list. What? I'm going to say Newsboys is going to be in there for probably Take Me to Your Leader or one of the. I mean. Maybe not take me to your leader, but they had a they. Oh man, see, I don't know the names of most of the songs on that album off the top of my head. You uh, know, a lot of Newsboys stuff took it, off in like the early two thousands. Okay, yeah. So, what, but yeah, really, it's not on there. Cademan's call. Did they make it on? Nope. No. Uh, so, what would? What's the rest of the list? Uh, point, okay. of, point of Grace for him. No, you guys are missing a big one though. Wait, I, wait, there's I there's one it. more hang I on, thought y'all Petra, would get. Petra. Nope. Not Petra? Wow. Um, hang on, two, hang on. Two of them I didn't think you'd give, get. Give us a hint. Give us a hint. Uh, Brian Duncan? If I give you a hint, you're going to know. Oh, gonna are, know. oh, you're going to say Bob uh, Carlisle, the Butterfly no, Kisses song. Winans. Winans. He, he just died. 
recently. Just died? Just died? Just died. Oh, Carmen. Yes. <gasps> Carmen. Carmen. I can't believe oh, I didn't which, think which of Carmen. Which song is it? Is it the... Which well, the album was Revival in the Land. Revival in the Land. Yeah. Wow. And oh. then probably the... You, you guys named... The the two that I don't think you would get was Sandy Patty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't get that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kirk Franklin and the family. Oh, well, I should have got that, yeah. actually, because that, that would have been yeah, a stomp. Never he, he, I would expect. I would not think Sandy, Sandy Patty. Patty. Yeah. Yeah, she I it. actually think of her as 80s, but... Um, Sandy Patty. I, she was I've 80s. Never she been. had a, a hit album called... Another time, another, another place. Another time and another place. <laughs> so give yourselves know. a hand, everybody. Not that, bad. Not that bad. was good. Okay. Good. I got Pretty a couple good. more here, but that fun. was that was fun. That got a little music that was, uh, throwback. That was good. I yep, like that. Good. I enjoyed that. Okay. What stuffed animal? Hang on. I just have to say I'm stunned <laughs> Petra did not make the 90s. Not on the top list. 10 albums. Yeah, that's just blowing. We're just out. talking about albums, albums. Yeah. not bands. And not, and not singles that hit Because a on that list dc talk was on there twice wow and um all in the 90s they had two albums that hit in the 90s oh yeah yeah they yeah were, so the were. the number one album of the whole 90s was dc talk jesus freak yeah Good free at gracious. last what and then number three was jesus freak i'm so confused but it craziness all right okay what stuffed animal Thad debuted in nineteen ninety? Beanie Babies. Yeah, Beanie Babies. He beat me to it. Give yourselves a hand. Good job. Good yeah. job. Which is funny is when we were kids, we would tear off the little ty tags, which made them valuable. Like t- ten years later, <laughs> <laughs> they were only valuable for like ten minutes. Yeah, though, five though. minutes, and then they were gone. They still make them. I know, but they're not. They're not the same. They're not as. They're not quality anymore. Kyla chews on them all the time. Yeah, they're they're, they're uh, chew toys now. All right. Let me take a swing at this next question. Okay. What year did Tiger Woods win his first Masters? Oh man. Do you know the 19, answer? I, I know the answer. Oh, okay. okay. I'm gonna say it is. It is. 1998. Okay. Oh, it had to be before that. Maybe, but I just and he was young. He was like it was his first professional season um nine the correct answer is do you have a drum roll in there uh Let's i see. don't know that i have a drum roll. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer there it is <laughs> <laughs> it is 1997. Oh, I was close. 97. Oh. That's good. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. What two U.S. presidents served in the 1990s? Uh, Bill Clinton and uh, George Bush. H.W. Bush. Give yep. yourselves a hand. Good job, ladies oh. and gentlemen. Exactly right. Good job. Last question. What popular breakthrough handheld gaming device was released by Nintendo in North America in 1989 and 90? It was the little square thing. Game we Boy. Had the game, yeah, the Game Boys. That is correct. Yes. Game Boy by Nintendo shipped over 100 million units of the Game Boy Color 
around the world. And that was the gray one, right? It was just gray? The gray one was not the color one. Right, oh, that oh. one later that were... So yeah. the original one, I wonder what it was. I don't I don't... That was late 80s, like 89. And then um, in the 90s, they came out with the Game Boy Color. So I had a Game Boy Color. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had the, like, it was like a bluish transparent color one. Mm-hmm. What was that cowboy game that we always played? I don't remember what it was called, but that was fun. They, the cowboy would jump up and down yeah. and just shoot little, like, round pellets at the bad guys. You want to hear something crazy? Those little uh, Game Boy games were, like, the size of your palm. Yeah. <clears throat> now the Nintendo Switch has entire, like, the amount of gigabytes on these games are huge, and they're just a tiny little, looks like a little they're SD smaller card. smaller SD card. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. So it's amazing what they can do. You know, it's weird with... Talmage and the Xbox, and I, I have an Xbox too, but um, there's no physical games anymore. Yeah, you just buy them online. It's all digital, which is such a weird thing for me. Cause, and, and music now. I mean, speaking of music, it, it's such yeah. a weird thing to not physically handle the music and put it in the player yeah. and listen. You know, it's, yeah. Looking through sleeves of CDs. Judah just mm-hmm. bought the brand new Mario game. Judah. I just bought the brand yeah, new Mario game. I was going to say. <laughs> um, and uh, it was just downloaded yeah, online. Yeah, just downloaded, the yeah. Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So anyways, guys, that is your 1990s uh, trivia. Very right. good. Thank nice. you. I enjoyed that. Thank you, that uh, few 90s kids. Um, so, guys, we're, we're getting close to the end of the tunnel here. But, um, you know, I, I feel like all three of our podcasts kind of have our thing. And uh, as they've mentioned, I've kind of done my thing where I, I hear from the listeners. We talked about ministry. We talked about BMPKs. That definitely falls in the noteworthy vibe. But John, um, yep. Whatever are you thinking about right now with your podcast? Um, just to to um, make sure that we're in the vein of whatever listeners right now, because well, we're reaching three audiences right now. Sure. What, what have you been thinking which about? Which is a lately? vast array well, of listeners. Which, which I can assure you, whatever it is, it's brilliant. <laughs> so, um, well, no. So <clears throat> I have this thing. I don't do it. I'm going to start doing it more, but I, I'll have this segment I, I'm going to start putting in more frequently where I, I complain or vent about something stupid. That sounds awesome. And I, I don't know. I don't have a good name for it yet. But Didn't like it, you have a, a segment like that for a while. <laughs> I do. I, I do it. Oh, I don't do it all the time. But I do Ryan Raw and Real. Okay, okay. Yeah. where yeah. it's like I'm basically just being. See, grumpy I don't about have a complaining section. That, I, I know because, well, like I said at the beginning, yours is like yeah. the super positive. But I will today. Yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. to so you guys. Get, Let's complain so, away. <laughs> it has been this emotion that's just bubbling up inside of me, and it drives it drives me crazy. So. Mm. People are out there listening. If you guys have a good idea that we can name this segment, I'd love to hear it. But anyway, so my daily complaint is for, for this podcast that I want to share with you guys is a technology-based complaint. So for those who don't know, iPhones come with a built-in calculator. You know, it's really cool. It's, you know, it's free. You don't have, you don't have any of the... Um, you know, ads that pop up like you do with other things. Well, the iPad, for no unexplained reason, does not come with a native calculator app. So you're forced to download one. So I downloaded the one that I like the most. That's it's It looks just like the phone one, but 
you either use the free version or you pay $90 a year what? for it. So I wow. used the free version. The free version, though, has ads that run on it. Banners, like, you know, top of the page banners or like full page banners ads run for games and stuff all the time. And they and they make you sometimes sit through 20 second ads before they give you an arrow to skip through the ad to continue working on your calculator. And, you know, I need my calculator. And so I'll be sitting there typing on the calculator and an ad will pop up and it'll route me over to the app store to download it. And then I don't want to do that. So I go back and then I have to sit through the rest of the ad before I can skip through it. But now they're tricky. They want to keep the ad in front of you longer. They make you skip the ad two different times. So when you get to the end of the ad, like if it's 20 or 15 seconds, you have to hit an arrow. Then it will, then it will populate to another page that wants you to hit the X to close out of the ad. But multiple times, it'll, it'll act like you wanted to that select the ad nuts. and route you to the app store. So I'm going back and forth all the time and I, because I don't want to pay $90 a year for a calculator. You know, ninety dollars a year. Yeah, that's for a calculator. For a calculator, and <sighs> and and it drives me nuts. And because I have to use it all the time, I have to deal with it all the time. You know what's so crazy about that is I know for a fact because I have a Mac Mini in my office. They always come with the Mac calculator. Yeah, it built into yeah. it, and yeah. the phones have it built into it. Yeah. So here's the question we want to get out there for Apple: Would you please? Add the calculator app to the iPad, please. This is all we ask. Well, of you. so there's a popular YouTuber, um, uh, Marquise Brownlee, I think his name is. He's huge in the tech world. He interviewed um, the new, uh, not not the um, one of the guys over their marketing department. He asked him that question: When? Why don't you have it for the? And and their r- ridiculous response was because we haven't got it right yet. Oh wow! Which is ridiculous. It's the same app. Just scale it for the iPad. Yeah. But so th- there's got to be some kind of money making element in there that they obviously don't want to tell us about. Wow. Because they get huge ad revenue. We're disappointed in you, Apple. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's those are just your about thoughts, like, but whatever. Whatever. Daily. That's just my those. These are my thoughts. These are my opinions. But you know, whatever. whatever. Daily gripes. Daily gripes. Daily gripes. Gripes. John's gripes. The daily grapples. Instead of the daily grind, it's the daily gripe. The daily gripe. I like that. I could do that. The daily gripe. Mm-hmm. The whatever gripes. I'm trying to think of a fun segment. Name. Whatever ails you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> so what's whatever's ail- been ailing what's you. What's ailing you? <laughs> what's ailing you? <laughs> Love it. All right. So, uh, Ryan, we are... Nearing the end right, of the we're gonna, pod, are here. we going to wrap up with my? Uh, yeah. So um, at, at over at uh, Apostolic Voice this is my kids' favorite segment. Uh, we almost every time will end out the show with what we call good, gross, great. Good, gross. No, 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 no. Sorry, <laughs> they always have to correct me. Gross, good, great. Gross, okay. good, great. Okay. And so here's the rules of gross, good, great. All right. Mm. We you taste something preferably that you've never tasted before. It has to be an item that you can get, you know, at, at a Walmart or a Target, you know, that everyone can get a hold of. It can't be like a local thing only. Right. Um, and 
after you've tried it, you rate it between one and ten, okay? Okay. So one, two, three, and four. One, two, three, four, gross, five, six, seven, eight, good, nine, ten is great. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it? Got yes, it. Yes, I think so. All right. It's hard to get in the great category, okay. but it's pretty easy to get in the good <sighs> category. Has right? anything been in great? Yeah, so yeah. Oh, yeah. We've had, a, we've had, um, we've tried so many things. Um, oh, we should have got some pimento cheese sandwiches for I today. Oh, that would have been that so w- much That would have been great because I'm starving. That would have been really ridiculous. fun. Ridiculous. That would have been fun. Well, but today, <laughs> we me. will Woo, be, what a sneeze. We will be eating. So I've actually had these for a while. I bought these because. Uh, we were going to do some uh, health-based. Usually our gross good greats are, are very unhealthy things. Okay, yeah. Okay. And they're, usually they're, we try to do unusual things that, you know, that aren't your typical try. So, but we've all been in our family on diets, and I know you guys have also been mm-hmm. on, on health kicks lately. So this is Lily's Less Sugar Sweet Life Milk Chocolate Style Covered Caramels. Praise the Lord. 40% cocoa, stevia sweetened, no sugar added. All right. Uh, 110 calories per serving. It doesn't tell me. Serving is like one. Now, I want you to notice that they're pretty sly. It says milk chocolate style. (laughs) Oh. So uh, I'm thinking it's not milk chocolate. I'm thinking we do three at a time. Yeah, three. You're going for three? Okay. Okay. I've got three here. One for each podcast. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Here we go. Well, now don't blurt, don't blurt your answer out. All right. Okay. Don't blurt your answer out. Okay. And and you are allowed to uh, taste more if you want to, okay. if you're having a hard time making up your mind. And you okay. have the other rule of gross good grade is you have to chew into the microphone. Oh my so word! Okay. I struggle with all that. Right. No, you got to do it. ASMR style. Right. On your mark, get set, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Pretty sure I have my answer. <laughs> Won't take me long. I wish people could see our faces right now. These are hard to chew. <laughs> I knew John would be the gross chewer. John, no <laughs> my word. Wait, play that. Play mom's voice one more time. John. <laughs> no. no. John. <laughs> Keep chewing, gross, John. Hey. No. Play, play that one more time. John. You notice Amelia crying in the background. <laughs> no. John. <laughs> Terrifying my children. Amelia's like. Ah. All right. Okay, so I know mine. All right, Nathan, since you know. I would give that a two. Really? You're going that high? <laughs> for, for, that's bad, right? Yeah, yeah. So I won't give it a one because it doesn't, like, repulse me. Really? I, <laughs> like, I'm not, like, grossed out. Really? But okay. I'm not grossed out, but. Well, two is still a gross, though. You're still in gross category. Mm. I'm still going to stick with two because it, I find no enjoyment in it whatsoever. Yeah, what you got? Jim? But it's not like if I ate an onion. John, no. stop it. John! Okay, John. No! Okay, John! go ahead. 
<laughs> oh my word! So what you got, John? I actually don't not like it. I actually enjoy it. You're I would probably me. give it a good, maybe like an early good. You like, like it? the lower end of good? L- uh, like give, you got to give it a number though, one and ten. <clears throat> I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it like a five. No way. Yeah, I don't not like it. I, That's one of the I've, grossest I've things I've this, ever put in my I've mouth. I've had this brand before, not these, but I've had this brand before. And I actually don't. I I, I like it. I, I'm giving. That, I would. I would. Eat if it. I could give it a zero, I would. But that's not allowed in the rules. It's literally a one. It, really? And why tasted, is it? It tasted to me like chewy dirt. <laughs> chewy dirt. It did. I've had dirt that tastes better than that. I mean, I really do think I could go eat grass and dirt, and it tastes better than whatever that was. Uh, not to mention, it was hard to eat. It was like got. Would stick on your teeth and like yeah, it was terrible. Oh, it was. <laughs> so we've got gross, gross, mm-hmm. and we got a good. And John is eating more right now, so yeah. he is he is in the good zone. And and I'm just gonna comment on this as we close out here that it is so frustrating when you're trying to eat healthier and things like that because you you do you think oh man I'm gonna buy this no sugar thing and it's going to be a great substitute and then it it it's like eating yeah yeah it's yeah. so <laughs> it's so sad well it's heartbreaking that yeah. that was an experience yeah. next time on oh wait i do have one thing i needed to mention and it's very important that i mention it on the podcast okay yes on the noteworthy version of this podcast this episode will be called the french Bros. Okay. Okay. Apostrophe? No. Uh, no, it's going to be B R O S, period. Like Mario, Mario Bros. Bros. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fun. So here's the question I just wanted to, to bring up. If the Mario, if the Super Mario Brothers is the Mario Brothers, but Mario is his first name. Right. Do Mario and Luigi not have a last name? It's got to be like a Batacola or something. Because they're it, always called the Mario, the Brothers. Mario Brothers. Yeah. But Mario is his first name. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe they're referencing the way like other cultures would be like they'll holler someone's last name out to them. Hey, it's Mario. But it's like But his Mar- first name is Mario. Yeah. Is it though? It, yeah, cuz we actually- know because Luigi well, yeah, okay. We know Luigi's. The, it's not. Yeah, we know Luigi is his first name. Your stepbrother, Mario Abadacola. <laughs> Mario Abadacola. So, they've got Mario Vincent Acali. Yeah, it's got. They've got to have like. Maybe a, so, they don't. So really here's cool the Italian. question I wanted to propose to you. Maybe we should change the title to the Nathan Brothers. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Going back to that youngest stereotype there. Um, but man, uh, thank you guys so much for, um, doing this. I'm going to just, I'm going to ask you to do this because, uh, for the noteworthy side of things, I have never ended an episode of noteworthy without prayer ever in in the history of noteworthy. So I would love to, uh, let you guys kind of just lead us in prayer at the end. And I wanted to say before we closed out, that I am so blessed as the youngest that I've always had two big brothers that I can look up to in every way. And I am so honored to get to do life with you guys. Um, You've been in the trenches 
every step of the way. When other parts of life were changing and the seasons were turning, you guys are always uh, a constant in my life, and I'm very wow. thankful for you guys. And uh, thank you for doing this. This has truly been awesome today. Love you guys, that's for sure. I love you guys, and I appreciate all as, those as kind mom words. listens and sobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, well, but I, I want to add to that and say that, of course, I, I'm so thankful to have amazing brothers who are also amazing friends. But I want to thank y'all for being fantastic uncles as well to, to my <laughs> hey, kids. Same, same I am pretty much the best uncle. Thank you. You know, and I'm going to tell you, I, I really do. I hurt for people that don't have, uh, you know, family that can be a huge blessing. It's such a blessing to our children yeah. to have um, brothers and, and, and sister-in-laws that, um, that are role models, but not just role models from a distance, but up close, hands-on, loving our kids and, and yeah. helping uh, create a godly environment. And I just I really appreciate all, all that you guys yeah. have done yeah. for, for same, my kids. Same and, to you yeah. guys. And, exactly uh, the same. Poor and Judah, I was thinking I was Judah was on my shoulders last night and oh yeah <laughs> busted his <laughs> didn't chin. go well didn't go well I, I I I used to do it with Talmadge I would jump up kind of like I was a horse and it would make him bounce and poor Judah his chin went down on the top of my head and I'm I'm like I'm the worst uncle ever but you know <laughs> but you know what all those are memories and and we we even yeah. the, even those moments become a memory that you go back someday and you're yeah. like wow we. So well, I, I love it. I'm guys. thankful for you guys. Mm -hmm. This will be a special memory we can lock into the archives, and uh, we need to do this again. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I know people think that the three of us probably just sit around and shoot the breeze all the time, but that is not true. Yeah, I never talk to it, you guys. Yeah, I, pff, I yeah. Don't. I mean, I have so many other things I. Can, I, 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 <laughs> I, mean, I, I try not to speak to you. As well. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, let's yeah. do this. I'm going to pull the the oldest card and yeah. ask Ryan to lead us in prayer as the oldest. We're going to close out in prayer and to just pray over the listeners of all three podcasts today. We want to cover you in prayer as you go into the rest of your day today. Amen. Lord, we love you. We Jesus, thank you so thank much you for today. this time together, this opportunity to uh, speak Jesus. to one another as friends and brothers and, and everyone who's joined us today on all three Jesus. platforms, Noteworthy. And Lord, I thank you for the Whatever Podcast listeners and the AV listeners. I pray that you would bless them as they're listening. I pray, Lord, that you. that you would draw them into a deeper relationship with you and that we could just be a small part of helping lead people to a more fulfilling walk with you, Lord. And uh, bless us, our comings and our goings. Amen. We give yeah. you praise in Jesus', Jesus name. name. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Love y'all.